0: So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts
1: with an S.
2: From KQED.
1: So far in Santa Rosa, only 22 homes have been rebuilt after being destroyed in the wildfires last October. That's out of thousands of homes around the city that were burned down. The fires started a year ago this week, and there was one neighborhood that was hit really hard. Coffee Park.
2: Now it's mourning the loss of all the things that I've treasured and saved and bought. And, you know, it's just, I've lived here for 27 years and it's just, it's, it's gone.
1: Today, we're going to hear from Kayla Swain, who lost her home a year ago and who's almost ready to move back into one of the 22 homes that have been rebuilt in Santa Rosa. I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to the Bay.
0: I didn't recognize her. I walked into her house and I was kind of surprised by how she looked. I, I had never really seen, seen her face.
1: KQED reporter Suki Lewis spoke with Kayla Swaim last week. She's known Kayla for about a year.
0: The first time that we met um, was on October 10th of last year. I'm a reporter with uh, with public radio, just so you know. Is that okay, yeah. if I talk to you? Yeah. When I met Kayla Swaim, she was wearing one of those masks to protect herself from the intense smoke that was in the air.
2: I've just never imagined I would see something like this ever in my life. And for it to happen in Santa Rosa, it's just shattering.
0: I was walking through Coffee Park. I was really overwhelmed and emotional myself as you're kind of walking through twisted metal and ash. The smoke is still heavy in the air. People crying and standing over the remains of their homes. And so I walked up to um, this woman and her, her partner who was standing there with her and asked if she'd talk to me, and, and she did. All right, and how old are you? I'm 27.
2: 27, so you've lived in this house your whole life? My entire life. Wow. Wow.
0: She was a renter, but she was renting from her mom. So this was her childhood home.
2: And um, it's just amazing finding little bits and pieces of what managed to make it, um, but it's not much.
0: She points out to me as we're standing there this tree that's still standing next to us, but that's kind of singed.
2: This tree right here is the very first Christmas tree I ever had. They had
0: planted it and had now grown to be like 40 or 50 feet tall. As one of the questions as a reporter, you often ask people who have gone through this, like, what is the thing you miss the most? She had found um, this little bell in the ashes. And then just a little
2: bell that we had... That was hanging. It was supposed to bring peace and love and positive energy. And I found it and all the dirt, and I'm like, I'm going to take that. Cause
0: she also was had this very <laughs> evocative <laughs> language saying, I, what I miss is the, the way the sun comes through um, the window in the morning.
2: Waking up in the morning and opening the shutters and having the sun shine through and, and watering all my plants. I had so many plants. And
1: We've produced, we've written, and we've told a lot of stories about the thousands of people who lost homes in Sonoma County after these fires. And we, we haven't heard a lot about their lives up until now, up until the anniversary. And I, I wonder what Kayla Swaim's story has been over this last year.
0: I think there are the different stages of fire survival that you go through. There's anger, you know, at not being alerted. There is upset, you know, all the people came to her neighborhood. Coffee Park was the poster child for the disaster. There is nothing left of the hundreds of homes here in Coffee Park. People would come and drive through, and she describes feeling just incredibly exposed.
2: It's so vulnerable, more than anything, and you just wish that people would just stop. Just stop, just stop looking at my stuff.
0: And then there was the debris removal process, which she felt somewhat relieved by because she felt like I was no longer exposed in that same way.
2: I felt so much relief because it's like, good, you guys can't sift through my house anymore and try and steal whatever I have left.
0: Then on New Year's Eve, she had a a kind of surprising event happen with her boyfriend.
2: New Year's Eve, my boyfriend took me out to the beach, and we had a really nice um,
0: lunch, and... And she turns around, and he's knelt down, and he is proposing to her and asking her to marry him.
2: He said the most sweetest things um, that I can't recall now because I was just so overwhelmed and, like, already in tears, and he asked me to marry him, and I said yes, of course.
0: He chose this moment to be like, all right, like right, let's build this new year. Let's build 2018 um, on positive things, on positive memories.
2: It was the best way to end that year.
0: But underneath those high notes, uh, there's been a lot of struggle for Kayla. She was working as a receptionist at a real estate office in Santa Rosa and they gave her some time off. They were very accommodating, I think, of her being a fire survivor and very understanding.
1: Right, and, and working in a real estate office uh, where people are buying homes, looking for homes.
0: I'm at
2: work and I'm supposed to be professional. I'm supposed to be able to greet customers or clients that come in. I'm supposed to be able to answer the phone and I can't do that because I hear a fire survivor in the other room crying because of all the things that they lost and all I wanted to do was go in there and hug them.
0: And so in July, um, they finally let her go.
2: I've been un- unemployed since July because of how the fires have affected me.
1: So I know that Kayla lived in Coffee Park. Has all the debris in that neighborhood been cleared?
0: Yeah, so all the debris has, has been cleared as of about May this year. Okay. So for Santa Rosa as a whole, about 22 homes Um, are completed, and there are hundreds of homes that have had permits pulled. So that means they could have foundations poured, they could have walls up, they are in all these various stages of um, construction.
1: So I know Kayla was um, staying in her mom's place, the home was her mother's. Did her mom decide to rebuild?
0: Yes, so her mom decided to rebuild, and they are actually one of the first homes in Coffee Park to be completely finished. And as of today, which is the anniversary of the wildfires, I'm waiting for a text from Kayla to see, you know, when she's gonna get her keys.
1: Wow, okay. So if you go to Coffee Park, hers is, w- her mom's house is one of the homes that's new. Yeah, there. yeah.
2: I'm really ready to have my own space, um, but I'm also afraid of having my own space. I feel like the, Maybe the PTSD, the anxiety, the fear, I feel like all that is just gonna be a little bit more heightened when I'm back.
1: How has she moved on without her stuff, with the stuff that she lost?
0: She's she's one of those people for whom their things mean a lot. She had a collection of objects that were precious, that were from her childhood, and it was interesting visiting her in her mom's house. Now she has begun to recollect those kinds of things.
2: And this is my pine tree that was still standing outside my house. Did I tell you about that? It was my my first Christmas tree. Yeah, so it's still
0: standing. And even on her body, she she had got a tattoo on her arm um, of both the Christmas tree that was burned in the fire that was planted at her house and the bell that she rang for me. When did Um, you get that?
2: Shortly after the fires, actually. The tattoo artist did it as a donation to me. I,
1: I know, um I know you've covered a lot of a lot of fires, a lot of tragedy, a lot of people who lost their homes. You've talked to a lot of those people. Was there anything that you learned from Kayla's story of recovery?
0: It was interesting at one point in our interview she was saying that people tell her you're so strong all the time, or like you're so brave. And she's like, I really don't think of myself that way. When I saw her on on the 10th of October, her first time seeing her house, she was broken. She was broken open and completely vulnerable with me in that moment. And many people, it's really hard for them to find that place and be willing to share it. And I think that's kind of what I learned from it is that it's not always about just buckling down and you know being like it's okay it's all just stuff just move Mm -hmm. on sometimes the healing process is about leaning into the loss and letting yourself really go there and really feel that Suki thank you thank you
1: Suki Lewis is a reporter for KQED There's still a lot of questions that people have about these fires. And one of the big questions is where should residents rebuild their homes? And should they be rebuilding in these areas that were hit really hard by these fires? We take up that question on this Friday's episode of The Bay. I'm Devin Karayama. Talk to you Friday.